Thanks so much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take an unapologetically real look at surviving the boys' club, perfect poly, and motherhood, all while living in a glass fishbowl. I'm Amanda Goodman. And I'm Tara Thomas. Always a pleasure to be back with my podcast partner, <laughs> my ride or die side chick. Is that appropriate to say side chick? I love having invitations. I mean, I, you know, what I am blown away about, which everyone every year always says this, and then when it happens, it's still not an enjoyable experience. And that is when we skip summer and go straight to winter. I don't know why this always happens. And and you, I know, are one who really embraces mm-hmm. all things fall. Yes. Fall, winter, all of it. And isn't it sad how, I mean, before Halloween, we've had snow in Iowa. So for those of you who are listening to this, perhaps outside of the colder climates that we reside in, you can appreciate that, yes, we have four seasons, but generally they are extreme seasons and are often shortened when one season (laughs) butts in and takes over. I mean, to me, it's crazy to think that you would have to trick-or-treat in snow. (laughs) <laughs> See, I'm like being in Pens- from Pennsylvania. There are many times I was in a snowsuit trick or treating, you know. But I saw this meme the other day that it was like, you know, um, you know, fall. It was like fall. Is that you? Yeah, me and winter are about to roll up. Like it's at the same time. <laughs> you know, I love it. So we started our speaking series. Now Tara and I, we we have a speaking seri- series. So we kind of take the podcast on the road. You know, we've been wanting to have um, intimate gatherings with people, you know, things that we set up as well. But of course, it's taken a backseat because of COVID. So we had a very socially distanced um, event. It was, it was well, I mean, the people who put it on, it was so well done. It was a women's empowerment um, event. And we spoke and we want to talk about this because the one thing that um, it was that I was blown away by. I'm like stuttering because, you know, I'm all excited about this. People are so tired of biased media. They see it and they may not even admit it, but they know. So if you saw the Savannah Guthrie debacle, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you can be the biggest Joe Biden fan, the biggest Democrat, the biggest liberal, you can hate President Trump. Okay, that's fine. What she did that night during that debate was despicable. It was not journalism. And it just, it was out of control. And then on the other hand, and you had George Stephanopoulos on ABC interviewing Joe Biden and he was leaning. It was like, it was like a picnic. It was like a fluffy little, you know, unicorns. It's just, it's so insane. The amount of bias. It is. And the thing that resonates with so many people I think across our country, and we've experienced this in conversations both on social media and obviously in person, there are so few journalists or media folks, or I mean, representatives, so to speak, who would ever own this reality. And it's exactly what we always speak about. And that is when you're in the bubble, when you're in the world of television news, you have to toe the line. It doesn't matter if you're the multi-millionaire contract anchor at the network on down to somebody starting out in small marketville, USA, you have to pretty much abide by a managerial control that is not driven by journalistic integrity. And so the thing that bothers me so much is every time they find some high profile moderator 
they are incapable, the networks and others hosting these debates, they are incapable of finding a moderator who truly would be perceived by the public as objective. I mean, there no, none exists because every time someone is announced as a moderator, then it comes out that, oh, that person attended a white house Christmas dinner, or that person is cozy with so-and-so. I mean, so the thing that I think is almost sad is it proves our point. It's not about finding somebody to really uphold the standards of journalistic integrity. It's more about who's going to, you know, grab the eyeballs and get the ratings. They want somebody like Savannah Guthrie to come in there and be combative. I mean, right. that I sells. That sells. Of course, it is. And if, like I'm, and I'm not. I don't like her as a journalist. I don't know her as a person. I don't like her as a journalist. Um, and I think that they set her up. You know, I think it was just trying to like we're going to show them how tough she is. She's tough because she's a morning show anchor, and normally that is the lighter heart. That's lighthearted news. That's not supposed to be the grit. So I think they, you know, really. I don't know, but she made it very, very personal. And it was interesting. A woman asked a question at our speaking series and she asked us, you know, how can we make a change? This is how you change biased media. This is how we take it back to when like the Walter Cronkite days, the Peter Jennings days, stop watching the news Mm -hmm. because if you have to hit them where it hurts and they're not going to change and go back to being the journalists they're supposed to until it starts affecting the bottom line and the, the pockets. So once there's nobody watching or they dip in ratings, they're not going to have the advertising dollars anymore. Correct. Right. Because and that's, that's the, that, that is the part that I, I just don't think people will ever grasp. And I get it. No one is going to turn on, the local news and judge it through the lens of this is just like a private for-profit business that I'm frequenting. I mean, when you turn on a specific channel or you watch a program behind that program, there are a host of people lining up with their hands out to garner your consumer dollars off of the advertising that they're trying to sell you. And I think we've talked about this. People have said before that when you have when you're an anchor and you're doing a news segment really you're just the filler for the commercials because the commercials <laughs> are the point right of of why we want people to watch and so i think that's hard for people to understand because for so many years as you described the Walter Cronkite and beyond era there there was a a level of dignity professionalism mm-hmm. and respect around the hallowed halls of journalism that we all embraced because why? Because even though, and we know this and we live this and we had many mentors in our midst who towed this line, everyone in journal on the journalistic side of the fence was fighting for the line of demarcation between the sales department and the news department. I mean, I have seen news managers bite the heads off of salespeople when in any way, shape, or form, they tried to inflict influence upon the news content. And then you and I have both had times when our oh. stories and our ideas were shut pulled. down they were because pulled. they were to offend an advertiser. Absolutely. The, adverti- the advertisers, if you don't think advertisers control local news and national news, you got to get out from that rock because you're living, right. honestly, it, it is 
I can't even tell you how many times my stories were pulled because it was going to upset an advertiser. Mm -hmm. I think I shared this story before, but when I was in North Carolina, I was doing a story on a predator. He was a predator, but guess what? Daddy owned a car dealership and that car dealership was one of the biggest advertisers. And you know what's interesting? The advertiser wasn't paying my salary, so to speak. I mean, the salespeople were the ones. They were they were the ones making the big money. I mean, obviously, the money came into it also paid salary. But I had to pull that story. I had to pull that story, and that's why I was like, whoa, wow. whoa, whoa, whoa. And then at that moment, I had to make. I was told I was given a, a choice: either do it this way, or if you don't like it, leave. Exactly. You know, obviously, I, I'd love to like walk out. I love to like walk out of there like Angela Bassett in Waiting to Exhale when she lights the car on fire and you're like, <laughs> all right, screw you. But let's be real. I needed to have a job. I needed right, to have right. you, know, you money. You tolerate it because you, at the end of the day, you need the paycheck and you've put, you've sacrificed so much to even get to that position. Here's the thing that I'm still perplexed about with media in general. We both were fighting sort of the the push and the trend to make it about ourselves. I mean, granted, we connected right. more with viewers than ever with our blogs, with our essentially mommy blogs, where in my case, I vented and shared a lot about I struggle in my personal life to be a mother contrasted with my professional life, where I probably mastered it and had it all figured out much sooner than I ever did being, you know, embracing motherhood. And so for us, when we realized that we could connect with viewers on this crazy personal level beyond what we'd ever experienced from the desk, ding, 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 the light bulb went on. And there you have it. The, the management saw one more way to monetize these bubble-headed bleach blondes. So now we can sell Amanda's blog and have ad ads popping up when you're clicking yes. on our blog. And so all of a sudden it was like, no, we do want to make it about you after years of us saying it's not about our lipstick. It's not about our hair. Like we, we clearly are trying to write and communicate important information and encapsulate it in a way that you learn something, you take away something and giving a voice for all of these, you know, people that were in our midst that we were covering as journalists. And the fact right. is when it, when it shifted to making it all about me now, it, yes, yes, I, I will own that, that President Trump, like many politicians, they are experts at being provocative and entertaining. And that's, sure. that's a shtick. But similarly, think of all of the Jim Acostas who are now making every Rose Garden press conference about them. I exactly. I want to be center stage. I want but, the local news clip to be the cutaway of me shouting down the president. I mean, right. and I'm being me away 100%. because you and I both have said this and I and I so respect this about you because you are an equal opportunity offender. I mean, for all the people 100%. listening to this who say, "Oh, Amanda's in bed with Trump," which is a horrible analogy. She <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, has you know built up and embraced the the women empowerment of, of Kamala Harris. So you can't ever fault us for being real about criticizing everybody, no matter which side of the aisle are on. And I'll tell you right now, the fact that you and I both still, the age that we are, as jaded as we are, we still have reverence and respect for the office of the president, for the position of first lady. I I'm not yes. going to bash. Kamala Harris, no. and I'm not going to bash Melania. I'm not going to bash, you know, the no, first lady. because it's it's 
It's low. First of all, it's low class. You can disagree with somebody. You know what I mean? But think about the world. Like basically the world we're living in right now is I don't like what you're going to say. So I'm going to punch you right in the throat mm-hmm. because it's like social media is just a punch in the, th- like a, right in the throat. It is. You know, and it's, it's being allowed. And then the media, it just is playing into it. There's completely playing into it. And it's like the advertiser dollars are holding the puppet strings and they're controlling it or the big name in the community. You, you and I yes. both know, and you know exactly what I'm not even going to say the school district. I'm not even going to say what the, you know, but there was an incident of complete inappropriate behavior, complete, complete. Okay. This story was buried like a thousand feet below the surface, mm-hmm. a thousand feet below the surface. The cover up was in- insane. Okay. I know for a fact that if this happened in, in, another large district. Oh, it would be front page news. It would be the top story on the top story. No one touched it because it was, of it was advertising dollars. Yeah, I That's wish right. I could say it right now. I, I mean, I really, w- one of these days it's going it, to, I'm going to put it out there. Okay. It was the ultimate. It was, and a, a child was involved. There was an inappropriate relationship. Like I'm getting so mad thinking about it. And I, I remember, I, are you covering this? Are you going to cover this? You need to cover it. Well, no, no. They they told us really it's 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 a non-story. Oh, that's mm-hmm. verbiage for you touch this story, we'll never advertise with you again. That's what that is. That and this is what I'm so glad you brought this up because this is what I need to explain to everyone who hears the sounds of our voices that has ever said, I just don't understand why school districts like you know, exhibit A in our midst, the one that I work for, is always getting, you know, a black eye in the media or there are so many bad things that happen. And this is what I always try to explain to people that they don't fully grasp. When you are in a position of privilege and affluence, okay, let's face it, when you have the resources and the means to sometimes live in higher dollar neighborhoods in terms of the property values, okay? Send your children to the higher end sports opportunities like the expensive travel clubs, et cetera. You become part of, and this is all, you know, putting it out there, being very blind, you become part of a giant charade that we all like to play called leave it to beaver world where we want to pretend and then extend the extension of that on social media, that everything in our little world is perfect. We are all living in, you know, this wonderful. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. And so what we do when we are in a privileged position and you and I have lived a life of privilege, when we are in these positions of privilege, you do a lot of things to protect others, reputations, and Mm -hmm. to essentially make, ensure that your, the bottom doesn't drop out from under you. So you protect sometimes circumstances and situations by sweeping it under the rug because you're so afraid of it being exposed and thereby negatively impacting your world and your children and the school that they attend. That's well, I was just going to say that, Tara, and you know you know exactly where I'm coming with this, okay? Because I know you've done some pretty salacious stories, have reported on them, you know, sat on the desk with them. The problem is 
people behind the scenes, the managers, also people that we used to work with, you know, whether it was, and for me, it was always my male colleague. It was always the male colleagues in those 18 years. And I'm not just talking about here and I'm talking throughout my entire career. They did not want to not be liked in a community. Bingo. The men who I worked with, they loved that admiration that they got when they went to like a high school basketball game and everyone stood up and clapped for them. And they loved if they went to an event and everyone. So they never wanted to piss anybody off in a community. So that is why it was funny. I was, I was good. And I, I, you know, I had to do all the fluff mommy stuff until it came to a controversial story that was going to piss people off. And they were like, Amanda will do it. Cause you're right. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a journalist. I wasn't there to be liked. But in the world of TV news, you got to be loved and adored. That's why you got to be loved because that means if people don't like you, they're not going to watch. So this is all about ratings. And for me, I was like, I don't care who I'm going to piss off today. I'm going to find the truth because that's why I got into this business. Thank you. So it was, always very, it yes. was always very hypocritical of me. Like, you know, today, don't do the story about how to remove stains from your kids' soccer uniforms. <laughs> Let's expose the predator who was in the high school building, you know? like Oh, and, oh. and, and that is why you have generated a lot of criticism and hate because you are willing to stand up and say, I'm in a position, a position of privilege, whereby I have a platform, I have a reach, I've been given an opportunity to have a voice. So I can choose to champion the cause of the silenced, so to speak. And so that is where you then leveraged that position from a circle of journalistic entanglement that had many restrictions to one where now it's the wild, wild west on social media. So guess what? Amanda can post whatever she wants. And that's the part right now that I think is so interesting. And we this was touched upon when we had the speaking engagement. People are saying, where do I go for this pure, mm-hmm. objective stream of local state, federal, national news, world news, where, where do we go? And unfortunately, we really didn't have an answer because I, there is no one source of news that doesn't have a strong underpinning of bias based on ownership and managerial control. There is none. There's none. No. And then you think of the that's- pure unchecked world of Twitter And that's just a free-for-all of conspiracy theories and fake news. And now, as we're learning in the last 24 hours, Iran trying to influence our election by sending mail targeted to Democratic voters. I mean, it it is so beyond the complexity of what the everyday mom in Iowa can even wrap her brain around that it's really unsettling. And I think people are overwhelmed because they know – that you know, we are in this tidal wave of being overcome by not just content, but so much crap that is dumped into our brain that we then follow, read, tweet, and talk about. That it just it becomes an, a depressing stream of messaging. Right. That I've got, I've just gotten to the point where. And I used to always hate when people would say this, like, oh, I'm not going to watch TV or, oh, I'm not going to do it. And I'm to that point where, you know what? And you and I say this all the time. There's a there's a certain place where you draw the line and say, guess what? I have to protect the little bit of emotional energy I have left after I'm checking everything off my list. Right. 
and I'm sorry, <laughs> local news isn't going to tell me anything that I don't already know. Because I, because you, when, you, when you're in it and you know the game, you know the game, you know that everything from here on is surface base because nobody wants to piss anybody off. Mm-hmm. You know, and I say that like it's, you don't go into the, into be a journalist, but who can I make mad today? But the truth is ugly. The truth is all, it can always be, it will be ugly and it will be messy, you know, Absolutely. but it's what people deserve to, to, to need. So, so that's where I take my platform and take this platform and say, you know what, let's get messy. Because people deserve it. Everyone deserves to know what's really, really going on. And that is why this podcast is so therapeutic. <laughs> it's Absolutely. like things are gone, you know? Yes, we can vent about all the things that we were totally prohibited from speaking about during a time when we, unfortunately, were trying to keep up appearances. And I get it. That's what you do. That's part of being in that that world of media and maintaining some level of I'm still making a positive impact in the midst of all of the frustration. The final thought or message I would impart to people is simply this. If you watch a certain channel or you only listen to a certain commentator or you Mm -hmm. only read one source, be it print or digital journalism, then you truly are doing a disservice to yourself because you're, you're living in a tunnel where you have chosen to align whatever viewpoints or ideas over time have been imprinted on your mind. Now you've probably, whether you realize it or not, sort of skewed your life and existence to only have interplay with those voices that affirm your thinking. And that is dangerous because that is when we're getting into you know, mind control and propaganda territory. So I'm trying to not be a sheep. I'm trying to keep myself from being under someone else's mind control. Right. And just remember, and we're going to wrap this up. Just remember the news is handpicked. So whoever the producer, and if you're talking local news, you're talking young, which is wonderful that they're young and, you know, excited. They are handpicking the stories of what, they like what catches their eye. That is what you're watching. That is what you see on the local and national news. It's hand picked to their preference. Totally. Just remember that when you, next time you watched. Thanks so much for right. letting us vent. Yeah. Have a great week. 